on the banks of the Great River, high above the Allura Gorge. This is the Buzzer Podcast. Indie music, new releases, industry insiders, out of the box conversations with guests from the true north, from the west coast to the east coast, to across the pond, and from down under. And now, here is Shay. Hey y'all, I am Shay. This is the Buzzer Podcast, independent music releases, global coverage. Welcome and enjoy. Episode 73. Today on the show, New Jersey Rockers Shred Flintstone. The release of their second full album, Unlimited Power, is out September 3rd. The trio's singer and guitarist, Dan Barecchia, joins us to give us the digs on the band and introduce the album. The band kicks off their release with a show at the Broadway in Brooklyn, New York, which is the start of their fall tour down the East Coast. A great chat. Enjoy the show. Hi, Dan. It's great to have you sign in from New Jersey. Yes, New Jersey. And you're up in Toronto. Yeah, Toronto, Canada. Well, just outside yeah. of Toronto, Canada. I'm in farmland. Uh, mo- most of my life in Toronto, but came out here and uh, operate a business. I'm a creative as well. I'm a writer and a podcaster. Very so, cool. Nice. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about your full-length album, Unlimited Power, mm-hmm. uh, out September 3rd. Yes. If the two tracks that I've listened to are any indication, it's going to be a real banger. I love it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks. So. What attracted you to the rock genre? Uh, just growing up, my um, my parents played a lot of like jam classic rock music, like the Grateful Dead and the Allman Brothers, and I just kind of grew up on uh, on rock music. And then one day, I found Jimi Hendrix, and then oh, kind of <laughs> spiraled from there into the genre. <laughs> it's funny that was my entrance into rock too. Well, yeah, yeah, well, he's a great portal into a whole. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too bad that he wasn't treated fairly by the industry. He wasn't treated fairly by probably a lot of people around him. I'm guessing. No, no, not at all, not at all. So the trivia question is going to be centered around rock. Uh, the cool. question is: What artist made up the supergroup, the Traveling Wilburys? I've never even heard of them. I have no clue. <laughs> I don't know who oh, that is. help me, God. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know I was being quizzed. Uh, okay. George Harrison, Roy Orbison, Jeff Lynn, Tom Petty, and Bob Dylan. Oh, that Bob. sounds like uh, too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, there was a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, just one more question. Believe it or not, Jimi Hendrix had only one top 40 hit. Which song was it? That must have been, let me guess. You know, it was probably either Hey Joe or Voodoo Child. Or was, Purple Haze, Purple Haze. No, it was along the Watchtower. Oh, right. The Bob yeah, Dylan cover. Yeah. Because it's a Bob Dylan <laughs> cover. That's why. Yeah, you know what? That probably gets played on the radio still more than any other song. So, well, yeah, if top 40s radio play, it doesn't necessarily mean his best hit, 
right? No, <laughs> not at all. I don't think same that's so. today. <laughs> so how did yeah. you happen upon uh, music? Like, were you uh, surrounded by music growing up? Oh, um, you know, no one in my family is really on the banks of the Great River, but, high above the Alert uh, like Gorge. This my, uh, is the Buzzer Podcast. For me, when I was younger, indie music, new and, uh, releases, industry insiders, this, like, out of the box conversations kid, like, with guests like from the two north, from the west coast to the east coast, coast to across the pond, and from down under. And now, here is Shay. My first CD was like. Rugrats soundtrack and like oh no way <laughs> yeah and like I don't know I was I was I loved music as like a little kid and then yeah. my parents were always playing music and I don't know no like no musicality like in my family but I don't know I was introduced to good music as a kid. I seem to. Well, that's pretty cool. I wouldn't put rug bats in that, but. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, that's like, not that. Yeah, I don't know. Something about that, that soundtrack to that movie as a kid, like, really uh, switched something on for me, you know? Oh, yeah, I get that. I get that. Well, the, uh, the, <clears throat> to be honest with you, my first album purchase was, uh, the Osmond brothers. <laughs> uh, the Almond brothers? The Osmond brothers. Oh, who's, I don't, yeah, who's the Osmond brothers? My old, we're going way back, but my older sister was into them. And yeah, we, uh, we sort of shared albums. And anyways, that's my trivia. So, what, uh, when did you pick up guitar? Oh, probably halfway through high school. Um, Probably around the same time I started smoking weed. Um, like, yeah, probably somewhere th- around there. I-, I was terrible at first. I didn't really know what I was doing, as most people probably are. Um, and I just spent a lot of time like in my room by myself pl- playing the guitar until I learned how, watching YouTube videos and stuff like that. Okay, okay. Yeah. Are you high when you perform? No, no, I don't really smoke anymore. It's not really a part of my life. But back yeah. back then, it was a, it it was pro- it was a bit more, probably a little too much, honestly. Well, I think a lot of people go through that. They go through a lot yeah. of stuff. They go through a lot of stuff. So, how did the band form? You have a three-piece band, yeah, which, yeah. which includes yourself as uh, lead vocals and guitarist. Mm-hmm. Ed Wise Gerber on bass and yep. uh, Joey Giambra. Giambra <laughs> uh, on the drums. Uh, on the drums. So tell me, how did yeah. you guys get together? So, uh, long story short, I was in a I was in another band before this band, and you know, I just there were some songs I had that didn't really fit the vibe of the old band. And I wanted to start another project so I could, just like a solo project, so I could uh, bring those songs to fruition. And I thought of a name, Shred Flintstone, and I was like, that's too good of a name to not be a band. And then, yeah, I, 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 uh, I started making the songs by myself at first, had my friend Greg play the drums for a little bit, mm-hmm. but he was in other bands and he couldn't really commit fully and then i found joey just through being in the scene locally in new jersey and mm-hmm. um yeah and then we went through a couple of bass play- different bass players along the way and then eventually found ed 
and he's been the permanent one for the past like three years. That's pretty good. And you recorded yeah. the the album was recorded live, like the entire album. Uh, I mean, we there were layers and stuff. Like we put like guitar overdubs, and all the vocals were done separately. But but like the bass and the rhythm guitar and the drums were all played live, pretty much in the studio. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, we're coming up to the song "Unlimited Power." Yeah, 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 which is. Uh, title track of the album uh can you tell me a bit about the song uh that song was um we wrote it and we didn't like it for a long time and then we scrapped it and then came back to it like a year later and thought it sounded great and we we were like yeah we're gonna put this on the record and the lyrics are i love the lyrics on it I, i really like i'm happy with the way they came out and yeah, that, that kind of encapsulates the theme of the whole record. That's all. I love the intro. I love the intro. The video is incredible. Like, it, oh, you it, like it? Thank you. Oh, yeah. It gave me, believe it or not, it gave me, and I'll probably get a date for some, gave me my, Mighty blah, blah, mighty Python and Power Ranger vibes. <laughs> that, those are the two things we were going for. So No way. Yeah, yeah, really, like. Oh my God! Power, I'm glad I picked very it up. Monty, very like power, very much Power Rangers influence. Very uh, Monty Python influenced. Um, yeah, that those are two big influences for our, our visuals for sure. Not even in that video and other videos we've made too. Yeah, well, that, that's what I watch. I I watched that, um, which uh, was uh, uh, the you collaborated with Spaghetti Jesus on that. It's incredible. That's the fourth video you've collaborated with them on. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yes, it is. We've pretty much done most of our music videos with him. Um, he's, a, he's a really creative guy. Um, he does a lot of like live visuals, works on a lot of cool different projects with really good bands. And yeah, he's just a, he's a cool, interesting person all around. Well, he definitely is outstanding. <laughs> in his creative yeah. like I hope it's like blown creative. away. I'm going I'm watching, I'm going, oh my God, it's Power Rangers, man. Oh my God, yeah. it's Python. I was like, I, I really enjoyed it. I really yeah, enjoyed he, it. He built the he built that whole uh, robot suit out of cardboard and spray paint. Yeah, I was gonna and, ask uh, you. So who's in the robot? So that was Joey. We kind of like cut things around <laughs> and make it seem like it wasn't Joey, but it, it was Joey volunteered. Okay, so Joey's the yeah. robot. Joey's the robot. Yeah. Well, we're going to take the song for a spin right now. Unlimited cool. Power. Yes. Give us your hand. 
also noticed that uh, there was a playstation in it yeah how'd that come about was that another uh just totally random we purposely? were no, no no very random we were just filming a scene at a park where we um literally i just have a bunch of junk in my car and i was like what can we use to um <laughs> as props in this scene and then i had this okay. old playstation yeah, yeah. you had an old playstation in the trunk of your car yeah pretty much that's why we used okay <laughs> yeah there's no other good. no other reason other than that okay so what's the new jersey music scene like oh uh, i mean there's like it's 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 different it's always changing like i kind of when i came up kind of got raised in the music um there was a bigger scene kind of in montclair new jersey at this uh mm. place called the meat locker which is kind of like the grimier less known version of new jersey like a new jersey version of cbgb's that's like still around though um, okay and it's just a small like punk basement covered in graffiti that a lot of pretty well-known acts have come through like in their early days and um that's kind of where I played a lot of my first like bigger early shows and kind of taught like where I guess would people would say cut cut my teeth playing music there and um but that there's it's kind of after the pandemic there's not really shows there anymore I don't even know if it's functioning um so the scene in New Jersey at in like that area is kind of dead 
there's a there's like a decent scene down in Asbury Park. Like there's a couple cool venues down there. Some good bands out of out of Asbury. And um Jersey City's got a couple cool spots to play. But you know, at this point it's like the places to play are around here are mostly in New York at this point. I saw on Facebook that you have a couple gigs booked. Uh yeah, we have a whole tour coming up in September where we're gonna be uh touring the East Coast for for about two weeks so we do have some gigs coming up we also have a release show in brooklyn on uh, the second our album release show yeah your tour goes from new hampshire vermont pennsylvania pennsylvania ohio tennessee georgia and florida it's pretty uh aggressive tour yeah we've done bigger and longer though so it's nothing yeah. really us at this point so how many dates will that be i think it's like 14 shows 14 dates uh, okay something like that uh that's pretty good that's pretty About good two weeks i look uh, i'm sure that you'll get a lot of traction with this uh yeah. whatever happens happens you know so the track unlimited power had a bit of punk into it actually a lot of punk yeah. Uh, is most of your music have that influence? Yeah, I'd say that like songwriting for me, I draw a lot from probably like the Ramones maybe. Like, okay. Uh, kind of simplistic punk music is where a lot of my songwriting comes from. And um, I try to incorporate like other stuff too, but I'd say that's probably the root of like my my songwriting where it comes from but we collaborate a lot too it's not like i just write the songs like the other guys kind of come from different places but yeah there's definitely a lot of punk roots in what we do although it's not just strictly punk music what is your creative process like uh either usually either ed or i will have a riff or a bass line or a guitar line that we just jam on at practice and we'll just we'll just work it out we iron it out come up with new things on the spot and um it used to be just me writing songs and bringing it to the band but now it's just we present like a skeleton to a song and bring it to practice and work it out that way that's cool sometimes the songs get written in like a day sometimes they take like a year to come to fruition you know so yeah that makes sense that makes sense I see some of uh, the B-52 influence in your music. Oh, that's what my girlfriend tells me. She's like, you sound like the guy from the B-52s. Oh, good. <laughs> that's, so we think alike. Yeah, yeah that's, what I, that's what I heard when I was listening to your music. That's yeah. so cool. I, I think they're so cool. That's such a cool band. She loves them. And um, she, really got me, she really got me to appreciate them more than I used to. And um, I don't know. I don't really think about them ever when I'm writing, but like, I think I just kind of might like be similar to that guy because I'm weird. I don't know. It's I'm like, <laughs> okay. I'm like, I don't know. But uh, but yeah, no, that's great. I would. That's cool. I'll take that. Yeah. No, I definitely see songs. it. I definitely see it. So we're going to spin the next track from the album Red Dawn and we'll talk yeah. about it next. Okay. All right. Sick. Yeah. The Red Dawn.
show People in the streets Are screaming out for more That track surprised me because it started out almost like a classic rock and then it immediately went into some punk. Yeah. More of a punk rock. I love it. I love it. Both tracks are really good. Thank you. Thank you. Really good. So does it have a backstory? Uh, Red Dot actually does. Usually like songs kind of just don't have a backstory, but that one, um, it was kind of, I was kind of coming from, I don't like to like elaborate on the lyrics of songs because I don't know. I just would rather let people make their own interpretations but that one kind of was came from uh two different things there was uh all those protests happening in new in uh all around the country last summer and i don't know i was like kind of i was going to a lot of them out in new york city and just i was like out in the thick of it just seeing all this stuff going down like i remember being at a protest like near city hall in new york like just seeing helicopters and shit and it was crazy. It was just crazy. And I don't know. I feel like I was just I wrote I wrote the lyrics for that, like kind of around that time. And just okay. I, I don't know that it was it felt very apocalyptic and, and wild and intense. And it's kind of where the lyrics came from. 
but also red red dawn is the name of this like cheesy 80s action movie um Mm -hmm. (laughs) i forgot the name of the lead actor but he's like one of those like like popular 80s like blonde male leads and um it's about like this it's super like propaganda like american propaganda like everyone hate russia communist anti whatever anti red scare shit and um yeah it's like about these like russians that invade this midwestern town and they have to like fight back it's really stupid and cheesy but i I just Mm -hmm. like i like making fun of stupid cheesy stuff and like turning it into the opposite of what it was intended so are you talking about the 2012 movie with chris hemsworth in it no no no. it's like an 80s action movie with um who's that guy he's like this uh he's like oh my god he's in that dancing movie in the 80s, the blonde, like, male 80s lead guy that, like, Patrick Swayze, is that the guy's name? Uh, yeah, you got it right. Patrick you, Swayze. I'm not near my, are you on a laptop? Can you look up the movie Red Dawn? Mm? What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't know what you said. You were right. It was Patrick Swayze. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's it's a dumb movie, and we, like, we were in um this is actually a story behind that why that movie is relevant to me is because our first time playing south by southwest um okay we uh we were staying at some random dude's house in austin and um this dude was like coked out like party addict guy and he would stay up all night and he was like he wouldn't let us sleep like we would come home exhausted from playing shows all day and he like would not let us sleep he would just have all the lights on like playing music like trying to party and one night wow he, one one night he wasn't like home and we we're like fuck yes like, we get to go to sleep like he's the, he's not here and we yeah. all fell asleep and then he busts through the door at like two three in the morning and he just like wakes all of us up he's like everybody up we're watching red dawn and then we were like shit and then yeah we, we didn't we didn't sleep very well during that. yeah yeah uh, right about the 1984 movie um mm-hmm. it was patrick swayze but there is another movie called red dawn that oh. was uh out in 2012 with hemsworth so I, I didn't know about that so yeah yeah you never know you never know that's kind of where red dawn comes from also i was doing my best iggy pop impression pardon me i was doing my best iggy pop impression Okay. No, it's a it's a good time. Would do you have a video with that? We want to make a video for that one. Uh so hopefully we'll get one out. Okay. Awesome. So what are your plans with the album? You're gonna do a tour uh uh-huh. on the east. Do you have any other plans? Uh, pretty much we're gonna tour. Uh and that, that's really it. Like hopefully we'll be able to put it out on vinyl eventually. Mm-hmm. And there's not really much else we can do besides that. Yeah. So do, do you have any plans for, with the band for the rest of the year yeah, other than the tour? Um, We're going to tour, hopefully play some shows in October and November and start writing some new stuff. Okay. And they should be released when? The following year? Yeah. That's usually how we operate. We We tend to be in the pattern of writing over the winter and recording in early parts of the year you know mm-hmm. then release like summer later in the year 
it's kind of our pattern. Yeah. Point. Yeah. That makes sense. What are your thoughts on streaming and the payout to artists? Well, I mean, it's pre- it's pretty pathetic. It's not really anything. There, you can't, especially if you're not like a huge, like Billie Eilish, like universal music artist, like you're not making anything off streaming for the most part. And then you've got these like giant corporations who just make all of the money and keep it to themselves. And then you've got everyone fighting for scraps at the bottom, like fighting to be on playlists. And it's Mm. like, it's a big rat race. And the only winners are the few executives at these companies. And uh, yeah, it's kind of sad, actually. If you could change things, what would you do? I have no clue. I can't pretend like I have any answers, but uh, I'd probably uh, just make the, I don't know, spread things out evenly between between artists, like make streams be worth more and and have uh, every artist get paid more for, for their music, which literally is the backbone of these companies. Do you think that that would ha- it would help if there was platforms where the artists were paid directly by the fans? Um, there are there are platforms like that, but as long as there's platforms that allow people not to do that, then those aren't really going to work. I mean, you've got like Patreon and stuff, which are cool for like podcasts and um, stuff like that, and those really. Oh like, yeah, they, they do have platforms like that, but not on mass like Spotify. Yeah, but for music, it's different because music is just like you listen to the songs and you see people live. So it's like, yeah, I think if Spotify could adapt a model more like like a Patreon or something like that, that would be cool. Um, but they won't because you know. That's not how capitalism works, unfortunately. Well, you never know. Never know. Yeah, I would love that. Don't get me wrong. But like, if your band could front for any band, past or present, which one would it be? Like, open which up, band? open up for yeah. any band. Yeah, oh, open man. up for any band. That's a if cr- your band could open oh. up for any band, past that, or present, who would it be? Or artist? Such a great question. We probably all three of us would have different answers. Um, but I'm gonna guess that we would say we probably ween um because we all like collectively very much love ween um wow probably yeah probably ween the beastie boys um the ramones uh god that that's a that's a very big question there's a lot of bands i would love to play with like, yeah i know <laughs> what, what that's why i asked it yeah that's yeah why I asked that's a it. great great question um yeah that's just off the top of my head comes to mind have you ever come to canada to yeah we've played uh, played montreal we've played ottawa we played toronto we've played wow. and we played vancouver and what city is your favorite? Probably Vancouver. No offense. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and why? Just, because of the atmosphere? Like the, yeah, it's they're just, a bit more laid back by, over there. It's the West Coast. It's more like, you know, Washington and stuff like that. And it's it's a bit more relaxed. And, uh, and, and the, there's just a nicer scenery out there. Yeah. So what venue were you at? We played a house show. We didn't play a venue in Toronto. From we played like a uh, 
somebody's house. It's a very small basement. We played. Oh, okay. A oh. private party. Yeah, it was like a, a you know private you know thing. Okay, cool. So tell me before we go, I want to know about the other band members. Yeah, so yeah. Can you tell me a bit about Ed on uh, the bass? Ed is a Ed's a great guy. He's a very crafty individual. He is very talented in not only music and art. He's a painter. He is a um, uh, God. I don't know the right word. Someone who like does he does text on like vehicles and like professional text drawing, like painting. Um, oh wow! He does a lot of commissioned work. He does like art handling. Like he he's all around. He does all like a lot of our photos. A lot of. Uh, flyers and he, he did the whole album cover like he's very he's just talented all around um joey is the um joey's the mom of the band um mom he, the mom of the band okay uh, joey's uh joey's a fantastic cook um loves to chill loves to have a good time uh really great drummer has elevated our music makes uh makes me rethink songs that we're working on always striving for us to be better and do better and also booked our entire tour is great with a great uh outgoing personality yeah <laughs> yeah so we we all balance each other out pretty well that's pretty cool so uh ed did the artwork for the album yes ed did the did the um cover art for the album yeah, yeah that's amazing that's amazing. Yeah. So what uh, social channel is best to follow the band for all your updates? Definitely Instagram. At this point, like that that's pretty much where we post everything. I, I really I don't like social media. I I really can't like go on other platforms at this point. It's too much for me. So Instagram is really the only thing that we're pretty much on. And then okay. our music's on Spotify and YouTube. So you're offering pre-save for the album as well. Yeah, yes, yes. On what platforms? On Spotify, really. That's kind of where we focus and direct people to listen. Okay, awesome. You're not on Bandcamp? We're on Bandcamp, but like, I don't know. It's like, we don't have any vinyl to sell right now, so not really pushing it. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and introducing us to your music and to your great band. Uh, you guys are putting out great music. I love your music. And uh, oh, thanks a lot. I hope you all the success in the world for the sophomore album. Yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for talking to me. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you all for tuning in to the Buzzer Podcast. Thank you to the artists on today's show. The show wouldn't happen without your music. Episodes run Mondays and Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Follow us on Instagram at The Buzzroll Media and on Twitter at The Buzzer Indie. Subscribe these at TheBuzzerPod.com. The Buzzroll Media has sponsored this podcast. Music is provided by Kevin Estrella, Pyramids on Mars. On Air Indie, from iPad to yours, over the airways. Have a good one. See you next episode. Cheers. <laughs>